0: All right, welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. Today is April the 28th, 2016, and my name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week, and I will be joined by Mr. Mark Cantrell of the Legends and Champions Report. How are you doing today, Mark?
1: Miserable. I'm absolutely miserable.
0: Miserable. Oh, but that's good. It spend
1: it Spending my afternoon on the phone with you. Are You kidding
0: me? How happy can a person be? actually, <laughs> I'm doing 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 pretty good, Dave. Thank you. Doing good. All right, all right. I'm not that bad. Um. Well, Mark, it's you know I have the unfortunate distinction of being one of the bearers of bad news. I guess it's been kind of a bad week for uh, deaths uh, out there. We lost uh, Mr. Prince Rogers Nelson, which was kind of a big shock to the music world um, you know that's like akin to losing Elvis uh, or, or Michael Jackson you know it's kind of a big deal and then you know like a one-two punch Barry Berman uh, passed away this past week and you know for those of you that wouldn't I mean if you don't know this Mr. Berman has been the proprietor of the U.S. Open nine ball championship for the last 40 years Um, So this was quite a shock to the billiard world that uh, he passed away Um, I would like to uh, Offer my condolences to his family and his friends and associates Um, You know death is never a good thing Uh, it's never convenient but uh, You know Barry did a lot for the pool world and a, a lot for a lot of pool players and he had his heart was in the right place so, props to him, and uh, the U.S. Open will be going on uh, in his honor. So, uh, thanks to the family and to Pat Fleming for stepping up and make that happen. So, uh, Mark, please, did you have something that you wanted to say?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, the same thing, uh, condolences to his family and, and friends, uh, just like uh, many other people. With Barry, you, you know, you've got your, you have your ups and you have your downs. Um, fortunately for me, I had more ups with him than downs. So, um, you know, he, he's genuinely a, a character. I think, I think it might be Justin Colella like said he's a character among, in the pool world, among characters, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, no matter what the ups and downs may may have been, the ups were definitely more than the downs. And... The, the U.S. Open, it's going to be tough for, to for uh, Pat Fleming or anybody else to take over the reins, uh, or his kids, for that matter, to take over the reins and have the same effect and the same passion that he had. He can't run a tournament like that and go broke some years and make money all the years and take this criticism. Uh, he has... a. a The U.S. Open was on during I think it was 9/11 one year, or Hurricane Katrina. I mean, he he got faced with so much adversity, right? uh, But he he never gave up. And I'm not sure that anybody's going to have the same passion that Barry had for the U.S. Open. So that's that's, uh, he will be missed in in many ways by many people.
0: Yes, sir. That's a fact. Uh, So. Well, and the good news is, you know, like I said, the U.S. Open uh, is—we've gotten word from, uh, you know, everybody that is involved, uh, uh, Barry's kids and uh, Pat Fleming, both—and they're all on board. There are so the U.S. Open will continue basically a a little bit later on in the show. Um, Mike Howerton uh, is going to be talking with um, Shannon and uh, Brady. So uh, you'll get to hear from uh, them about that. And then after that, uh, I I spent a couple minutes talking with Mr. Pat Pat Fleming about his production of the event, and uh, it will continue. So stick around for those things also. Uh, It's good stuff to see uh, them all pitching in to make this happen. So that's good. Um, What else? You know what? I heard, Mark, um, a rumor that uh, Mr. Mark Cantrell is bringing this Legends and Champions tour back, and we have some exciting stuff coming on the horizon. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Nice no, top secret right now,
0: David. Oh, uh, okay. Alright, well, I'll talk to you later then. <laughs> Gotta go. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>
1: no, we, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, uh, things are exciting right now. I'm a very, very happy person. Uh, always you know, my life—a uh, big chunk of my life has been wrapped around the pool world, one way or another. And you know, we've we've done the Legends of Champions pool tours. have had uh, we had Nick Varner, Buddy Hall, Earl Strickland, uh, Thorsten Holman, um, Karen Kaur, Johnny Archer, uh, Stefano Polinga. We've had so many uh, great people involved in in what we do and on, on these tours. And we've called them the Legends of Champions Southern Tour and the East Coast Tour. Well, Metro, you know, given us the go-ahead this uh, June, we have a tour that's almost finished. It's almost set to be finalized. And it will be the Legends and Champions presents the Legends of the Moscone Cup Tour, ah, and that will be uh, Darren Dynamite Appleton and Johnny Archer. So we've got a European who's been on the Moscone Cup. Tie, I don't know how many times now he's been. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, he's been
1: there and played an instrumental part. Uh, Fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on which side of the pond you're on, on uh, <laughs> being, uh, you know, the, the victories that the European team have had. And Johnny Archer, who's in the Guinness Book of World Records, believe it or not, uh, for uh, being on the Moscone Cup team, playing in the Moscone Cup team uh, more than anybody Everybody else. else.
0: Huh. Wow. Um,
1: European know. and USA. I, I think th- it's 18 times. Wow. So,
2: huh.
1: Yeah. So we starting. We're looking. We're going to be starting uh, June tenth, and that's um, something that's that's the only thing I'm waiting for is confirmation on June tenth. Uh, we'll be going to. Uh, after that, we're going to Little Rock, Arkansas. We are doing a clinic there, uh, which is already filled,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, we're looking uh, at. Signing on alternate, so if you're in the Little Rock, Arkansas area, uh, there's a, a pool room there named Chrome. Uh, yes. If we get enough response, we will be doing a second clinic there. Uh, I'll, I'll just explain how the clinic works, if, if that's okay. The, yes. the, here's how the clinic works. We, we allow a maximum of 12 people in the clinic. Yeah. We take the 12 people, we divide them into two groups of six. Six work with Darren Appleton for two hours. You get to ask questions. You get one-on-one. You get to know how he breaks, how he thinks. And then the other uh, group of six go with Johnny, and they do the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. After
1: two hours, take a break, have a drink, something to eat, and then switch over. So now you've got, you can take the best of both worlds. Now, maybe some of the things that Darren Appleton shows you doesn't necessarily work with your game, but what uh, Johnny Archer may show you may. Yeah. And so you get to take, you're not going to expected to learn everything. You're not going to turn pro after this. But if you can take one thing or two things, three things away that improves your game, then yeah. Yeah. buy a ball. You know, it's... Then it's worth the money. Maybe you you, you fish uh, in the local tournament. Maybe you won three hundred instead of coming, not being in the you know, not being in the money. You yeah. just paid it for yourself. yeah, oh, yeah,
4: um,
0: no,
1: that it's $200 like It's two hundred dollars a fun. person. Yeah, it's two hundred dollars a person, and it's, it's good. It's close up, it's intimate. You get to ask uh, a lot of questions, and you're never going to be in a group with more than five other people. So. Uh, We also do the the exhibitions, which question and answers. There's a little bit of instructional, some trick shots, challenge match. People get to play scotch doubles with a champion, against a champion. And we do a whole bunch of those, so a lot of people get a chance to do that. Um, So if if it's in your area, you know, come on by. Uh, There's uh, Chrome Billions in Little Rock, Arkansas. Again, that's the clinic. Uh, we're going to be at High Pockets uh, with Tracy out in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, St. Peter's, Missouri, Teachers. We're going to be there. We're going to be in Springfield, Illinois Starship Billiards. We're going to be at the Pyramid Club, uh, Pyramid Billiards in Chicago. And um, we're going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan at Sands East. And we're going to be at Who's Who Billiards in Bay City, Michigan as well. So, uh, we're going to a lot of different places. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, if you want to see the other side of uh, the, the players, I always like to say this because the the only picture you really get to see is either somebody holding a trophy and smiling, <laughs> or sat in a chair. Yeah. With a frown on their face, <laughs> you, these exhibitions, you definitely will get to see the other side of these guys. You will, yeah, uh, sure. and, and I believe you'll you'll enjoy it. So, yeah. and that's uh, that's uh, June uh, Friday, June 10th. Uh, we will be starting. Looks like Huntsville, but we're not sure yet. Huntsville, Alabama, and and in uh, Bay City, Michigan. Cool. And uh, I just told you all the places. So. If you're in the area, watch out. I'll be putting out a press release, and uh, hopefully in the next couple of days, and then sending out flyers. So,
0: yeah, yeah, there you watch go. Out.
1: Look at how you pull them. Mm. going will
0: be fun. Sounds like a blast, man. So uh, if um, if they're interested in this, are we going to have some Facebook updates or a website to go to or something?
1: Yeah, well, you're going to get a lot of information on Facebook uh, to begin with, but you're also, the local pool, and, and I'm going to do, like I said, with a press release, it'll have the information of each area who to call.
0: Uh, sure.
1: You can sure. Uh, definitely call me anytime, and I'll, you know, make it make it happen. Uh, but we also have, you know, I don't want to say delegates, so, but uh, our friends that uh, willing to help on the ground to know everybody and are willing to, you know, co- collect money or sign people up for clinics and things yeah, like that. sure, yeah. Uh, and and that will all be explained in the in the press releases. Cool. But, you know, you can get all me, media's release, you mark Cantrell on Facebook.
0: Mm-hmm. And and then, look, look for then the picture go. of the guy with the big watermelon head. That, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, nothing. I was just giving you a compliment. It sounds like a, an awesome event. The, uh, the guys getting some up-close time with uh, Darren and Johnny sounds like a blast, really. It does. So. Uh,
1: yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm surprised because um, we haven't actually put out the official press release. I did mention something on Facebook about it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I, you know, so many people are stepping up wanting to help and be involved usually I have to go around calling people saying, hey, can we get some support, some sponsorship, or, you know, this, or uh, the other
0: thing. Right, right, exactly.
1: Altsville uh, uh, um, uh, uh, helping us with the Acurex. Uh there's, there's a few different people. All the sponsors are going to be uh, mentioned when, when, once I put out sure. the pressure release and be able to do it properly, but very good, he's very exciting. and I'm uh, really appreciative of uh, everybody who's stepped up to help. There's a guy there in uh, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, Justin Ray. I mean, this guy, he's relentless. So he asked, can we do it? And I was like, yeah. He said, well, can we do a clinic? Because he went to to a clinic that we did before. And he said, okay, let me me see if I can round up, if we can do it. I mean, the, the clinic's already filled. We're looking to do a second one. I mean, how yeah, you, awesome. you know, talk about somebody who wants things to happen in their hometown. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's amazing why he's got out and done. And then, you know, the the people at like, uh, Chrome Billiards uh, allowing us to be there, of course. But, so, uh,
0: are, uh, me, hold on, Mike, let me ask you this. If, uh, if there are somebody, our listeners out there, have got are interested in getting these guys to their local pool room, do you guys still have dates available?
1: No, we do not, I'm afraid. Um, Well, the only dates that are potentially available are June, Friday the 10th, where we would do a show, an exhibition. Right. Um, And Saturday the 11th, where we would do a clinic. Uh, We're in the midst of working, trying to get... Somehow, you know, you're supposed to start at the beginning and then finish at the end. No no not with me. Not with me, mate. <laughs> I g I, I gotta do everything somehow I gotta do everything backwards.
5: Get it to your so everything's
1: ahead. filled except for the very start. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a Friday and a Saturday, it's a great it's a great time to do it. And it's got to be within the reach you know, the locality within four hours at least of Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. there you go. And and so Yeah, and a major airport bear that in mind as well you know there's got to be a major airport somewhere around there because
4: yeah yeah when we
1: fly into those little towns around little rock that that definitely would love to have us there but we can't fly into one place and have to drive four hours to get to our first destination
0: yeah no Uh, there are some remote locations out there
1: (laughs) hey listen i tell you what you get out there to Little Rock, Memphis, Missouri, Illinois, and, and uh, up there in the Missouri, uh, sorry, in Mich- Michigan, I, I tell you what, these people are solid. The earth. These, these people love the game of pool. Oh sure, and they to do what it takes, and they come out and they support, and they're welcoming. They're, you know, I, I I guarantee you, I we will not miss a meal in in all those places. Somebody is going to be willing to that cook as a home cook dinner, or take it out to dinner. <laughs> These people of the earth. I,
0: I, Well, no, no it's, I, true. I, I, yeah. it's I, true. I love
1: them. They're, they're, they're great people. Mm-hmm. Same in the South. The South. The, those people in the South are the same, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Very accommodating. And yeah. hopefully,
1: hopefully, by then, my book is going to be done, ah. which is a bunch of short, short stories about my trips with Buddy Hall, and Nick Varner, and all the funny, strange, happy, sad things that have happened to us on the road. Uh, I, I, I think that, uh, that, well, the people who have seen it so far have enjoyed it, and then people who are, you know, going to pat me on the head and say, <laughs> good boy, Marky, they'll tell me if I'm full of shit. So,
0: so that's another good reason to go catch the, uh, the exhibition, is because they can pick up a copy of your book, then. <laughs>
1: Is the book tour.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exhibitions match slash book tour. There you go.
1: Legends of Moscone Cup is going to be a lot fun. I think there might be some surprises along the way as well. I can't say anything, but I think there's going to be some surprises along the way. There yeah. might be some uh, a potential of a, a trip to the Moscone Cup.
2: Uh,
1: For uh, hotel tickets. Ooh. Uh, and, uh, a package. Uh, to see the sites in London. Mm. And there might be some disappearances along the way. Yeah.
2: Again, yeah.
1: I, can't, I can't say anything uh. for sure right now, but uh, there's going to be some fun things going on. Yeah, Everything's going really you well. You
0: never know what's going to happen if you get Darren and, and Johnny in the same room. I mean, that's, uh, you know, some potential for chaos and disorder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tell you, read the book. Read yeah. the book. You'll good. you'll hear you'll hear all about it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Thank you for that's my that's my uh, Mark Show, Legends and Champions Pool tour infomercial.
0: <laughs> very good, very good. All we need to get you is like a one eight hundred number. Call now. Call now. You know, like now, 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 now. now Sunday, now. Sunday, Sunday. Darren Appleton and Johnny Archer. Yeah, we need to get to one right. of the. What's the guy's name? John, uh, John, what is the, the announcer guy's name for Moscone, for, uh, Luke and them? Um, uh,
1: oh, John, um,
0: John, you know who I'm talking about.
1: I know who you're talking about, the English guy,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, d- his damn name? Um, I sat in that press room with them for about four hours. I should know his name. Uh, Anyway, you know, the he does the announcing for uh at the Moscone Cup events. So he's the one on the mic doing the Darren Dynamite Apple too He announces all the yeah. players and everything. That's uh Welcome
1: to Fabulous Vegas November for this year's Moscone Cup.
0: That's it, that's it, that's him. Well, I de- cannot remember his name. Oh wait, anyway. anyway. Um, you know, I got some little news to share with you two, uh with the listeners out there. Um, we have a, a big plan, a big gigantic, enormous King Kong-sized plan underway here to uh, rebuild the Chicago Billiard Museum archive and website. Um, if, if you've ever visited the site or what have you, um, it's a decent collection of history and information. Um, a lot of it is Chicago-centric. Uh, that's kind of where we started with it. Uh, that was, wow, uh, eight years ago. Since then, we've collected enormous amounts more information. Um, I want to stay in the neighborhood of about 30,000 documents and articles and artifacts and books and I mean everything under the sun. So we're going to rebuild the entire thing with a new and improved database, uh, a world-class hall of records if you will. Uh, so we're posting up a video that describes all of this so keep your eyes peeled on uh, Facebook and on az billiards and other places like that and uh, if you get uh, you know the gumption if you're a supporter of ours please stop by the website drop in we have some great donation packages or you can become a member uh, for as low as a buck ninety-nine a month so this is a pretty good deal and a way to support the industry and the history of it so that's my little sales pitch for you Uh, www.
1: I'm not trying to help you out here with this and be another infomercial, but <laughs> I know you have some of the, some things, you know, we've talked about it. Some of the things that you had that have been donated from one place or another. Sure. I mean, this stuff is really rare. Uh,
0: right, right, right. We, yes. I mean,
1: you, can't, you can't just go by, you can't go buy this stuff. Right. It's, right. It's, it's, genuinely, I'm not saying everything, but you have a lot of things—a genuine museum quality for the pool uh, world.
0: Absolutely and true. You
1: can't just go and get anywhere else. You you can't just go buy. You can't go on eBay and get one. Right. It's a one of one of a kind thing. So it's uh, hopefully everything works out, and you can uh, you know get what you need to get to. Right to make everything the way it should be. Well, so I know it's a painstaking job. It to is,
0: catalog. it is.
1: Catalog. You start trying to catalog things? I mean, I, I can't keep my socks in order, you know? <laughs> so having a, you know, put these things, oh, this is Minnesota Facts, oh, this is this year, you know, that's a, that's a tough job.
2: Right, uh,
0: right.
1: I, I think that that people sh- uh, should really appreciate what it is that you, what you do. That. I'm not saying that. You know, just because you know I do a <laughs> radio show nice. with you. I mean, no, I mean, I know, if I it was uh, some other, if it was some other dude that I didn't know anything about. Uh, well,
0: yeah, and, thank you, Mark, yeah. for saying that. I I do want to stress one thing, and this is the, what what why this benefits everyone. Okay, we have obtained uh, the records and archives of a gentleman by the name of Charles Ersety. It it is now part of our collection, and with this we are able to give the public a complete record of every championship match, a billiard and pool match, every single one that's been held in the United States, from the first one all the way up through the 90s, the 1990s. We've got some filling in to do in between then and now. But thanks to Charles, we're going to be able to put this up so that from now until forevermore, there is an actual hall of records, a data, a database. Of what went on, as far as who was a champion in what year, what were the uh, participants, what were the scores, all of that stuff, we have all that documented. uh, Documented, and the problem is, like with that information and with all these books, hundreds and hundreds of books that we have to deal with, is that it takes someone to physically scan them all, and tag them and mark them and file them and load them up online. So it's a very, it's not hard work, but it's painstakingly long work to do. So we have to get teams of people with scanners and computers to all work on this stuff at the same time. So, And we're prepared to do this. We want to. We're excited about it. Absolutely thrilled to be able to do this. It's just going to take money and effort. So if you guys, like I said, if you're supporters, drop by the website uh, org and see if there's some way that you can help us out by becoming a member or making a donation. So thanks a lot for your attention there and all that kind of stuff so Mark um it's, it's good. I encourage anybody to to,
1: to join in and, and and do that because you know what without this it wouldn't it would, without you guys doing this it wouldn't happen
0: well that's and right we're afraid probably, of right.
1: probably and this stuff can disappear yes. real fast right and you know it's something that's worth keeping around
0: well um, it is you know if, if I Sorry, go ahead. It, <laughs> you got me
1: excited. It, no, it, yeah, it, <laughs> I know. You get excited about history, don't you? Because you're old. Yes, that's um, right.
0: <laughs> well,
1: I, I, I do want to mention something, if I could. Uh, do, we, do we have time for me to do a uh, little rant? And you can,
0: uh, uh, you know, yes, yes, we can. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, I saw that it's, it's been announced that the... Uh, World Eight Ball Championship has been canceled. Oh, yes. Uh, That was going to be held at uh, at, 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 the corner bank Jim White's room in Toronto, Canada. Right. Which was going to be a fantastic event. Right. Um,
0: And we had Jerry Forsyth on here last couple weeks ago to talk about it. That's the same event we're talking about.
1: Yes. Yeah. And. And I was uh, gushing and going, saying these guys are going to make it happen, and, yeah, got, they wouldn't get into it if they didn't think it was going to happen. Right. Well, something's happened, <laughs> and, and and it's it certainly it. it, it I, I I don't think it's anything to do with um, Jim or Jerry. It's not happening. Uh, it's been canceled. Yes, It may still happen uh, with somebody else. The vision was with Jim and Jerry and and I spoke to um, Jerry not too long ago. The vision was to build an event in North America and have it be a continuous, akin to the US Open Mm -hmm. that can go on for many years, almost like a you know legacy of oh, yeah. a, a pool tournament.
0: Yeah, a yearly thing.
4: Right.
1: <laughs> high high price, uh, you know, high price fund and uh, prestigious event. That's what they wanted to build, and uh, the WPA gave them the World Eight Bowl, And I guess some uh, there's a new promoter that's come along who's decided who is. Thrown so. I'll, listen, I'll put five million dollars into the World Eight Ball over the next three years, and it's going to be in China. I think. I think it's going to be in China. Right. Um. And I, I've got to tell you, I, Jim and Jerry have handled this with a hell of a lot of class. They haven't said anything to me that, you know would would say anything other than that but WPA gave them the rights to the world eight ball somebody offered them more money and they snatched it away from them that's basically what's happened I know for a fact that Jerry and Ian Anderson have known each other being friends for 25 years and Ian Anderson his back on his friends relationship with two well-known people in the industry and in order to be able to possibly snatch extra dollars here and there from some guy who he don't probably even know who he is. He's just throwing numbers around. Now, what's going to happen is, possibly, we don't know if in 2017 this guy's actually going to be able to follow through with any of the promises that he's made. We've seen it happen before. The U.S. the, the uh, World Day Ball has been canceled at the last minute in the past. So it's, uh, I think, the 10-ball, um, because the promoter couldn't come through at the last minute. And I really, really hope that that's not the case here. But Jim and Jerry said, listen, we don't want to do the, US, uh, sorry, the, the World 8-ball. We don't want to do the World 8-ball for one year Build it up with prestige and then hand it off to somebody else. We want a product, a, a tournament that'll be good for both the players and the fans and the pool community in general. We want to build on it. Right. With a high price fund. Right. And a, a, to me, Ian Anderson, you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh. So I'm going to say. You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh. Oh. What? 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 You, you can't give so what? You, you you're gonna you're gonna tell somebody they got the world eight ball? Yeah, yeah. Nobody else is taking it right now, and then somebody comes along with a little bit more money and you take it back. Yeah, that's not right. No, that's not right. It's not right. It's it's not right. Even if you don't know the people, right? Even if you don't know who it is, you give them you, you, the WPA. gave them their word, and they took it away. Not only from somebody they didn't know, but from people that they've known for years.
0: Right, reputable people in the industry that uh, that pretty much everybody knows is um, you know a sterling example.
1: And and, and they could have fought it; they could have fought this. But what's the point in fighting it? You know, they've got the the, the, the other this new promoter is offering more than. Uh, Jerry and Jim were offering for for this because they're offering three hundred thousand added for the men's and three hundred thousand added for the women's so they're adding the women's world eight ball to to the mix. Yeah. yeah. Which in all reality let's face it, it means more money to the WPA, they get more money out of that. Do you
0: think That's it what was do you think it was a power play? Uh, you said it was going to be in China. Do you think it was a power play on China's part to want to pull the, the World 8-Ball championship?
1: I have, I, you know, I, I couldn't speak to that. I couldn't, I couldn't speak to it. It's a power play. I know. I think it's a great play on the part of Ian Anderson and the WPA. Yeah, that That's could what be. I think.
5: It could be and true. I know I'm
1: going to get into trouble for it. I know there's people out there who you know, love the WPA and think they do such a great job and everything else. To me, you, you, now you should be ashamed of yourself. You turn your back on your friends and prominent people in the industry who've been doing this for some guy who shows shows up and says, Hey, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna put five million you know what, I might call Ian anderson time, I'm putting hundred million in next for the next five years. And then I'm gonna dump his ass. See how he likes that. Uh, it because just... that's all that's happening here. That's all that's happening. So he came along with more money, and he sold more money. That's
0: it. So you're saying he, I've, I, he sold I've always
1: out had, his I've friends? Had yeah, he sold out his friends. I, I, I people who are reliable. I tell you what, I I trust uh, Joe Forsyth and Jim White with my wife, my kids, and my wallet. Yeah. Before I trust Ian Anderson at this point, and I, you know I've not really had anything bad, bad to say about the WPA. You know this of their purpose. And but you know how, how, look at all the world titles that are out there and what world championships and big events that are out there in uh, in Asia.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've
1: got enough of them. Can't we have one in North America?
0: Well, I think that's my argument right there. It's like who needs it the most? You know, I mean it's it's not just everything that you've said is true, but as far as their decision of, of one over the other. But it's also an issue of... it, kind of like when they decide on where they want the Olympics to be. They don't just decide based on who's got the money to do it. They also take into consideration who needs this to happen. Who can accommodate it. Who's got safe quarters. You know, what's... And there was nothing, in theory, wrong with the uh, the proposal of of Jerry and Jim that would have given... The WPA any reason to say, well, you know, maybe this is not quite up to uh, up to snuff. You know, they had every reason to be behind it, except for like you said, somebody came along with a bigger checkbook. So I don't know, man.
1: Well, yeah, they they they, they 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 added the women to it, and that's not a problem. It's for the best of the They could Jerry and Jim could have fought it, and and. Said, listen, you're giving to this. Why, why would you take it away? But they haven't. They had way too much class. And what I'm saying here is my personal opinion. This has not come from them. I've been told what's happened and how it what kind of went down. But that's not, uh, they haven't said Dean Anderson screwed us. They've handled it with so much more class than. I would have, you know, (laughs) but they said, look, if it's it's for the betterment of pool, go ahead. We'll figure out something else to do, and it will be big money, and all the money will be going into the players' pockets. Yeah. Now, that's the quote. That's something that Jerry did tell me. He said, we will come up with something else. We're not sure yet. We're reevaluating. It might be at uh, 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 one or two or three different t- events or one big event, we're not sure yet. We're right, going to reevaluate, right. but it's going to be good money and it's all going to go back to the players. So, you know, God bless them. But again, this is my my little rant here and I'm sorry for doing it. It's my <laughs> opinion. It's, this is not, I've not been told to say it, I've not been uh, given, oh, this is, you know, we, we got screwed on this. Very professional. And, Hopefully, uh, Ian Anderson doesn't regret what he's done. And as I said before, if this new promoter doesn't work out for whatever reason, and and then Ian Anderson comes back and says, Hey, Jerry, Jim, how about doing that World 8-Ball? I hope they're in a position to be able to tell him where that 8-Ball should probably go. (laughs) And
2: that's
0: all I'm going to say about diet. <laughs> that's all I
1: got to say I, about it. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry <laughs> I just had to have my little rant, man. man. I sorry.
0: know that's all right, man. Sorry, that's okay. It's all right to have an opinion. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, I'd le- I'd like to speak to all the the parties involved and 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 see you know what the real motivation was behind all this. It doesn't look good. It really doesn't look good. You know, just it. And I'm not saying that you said anything you know bad wrong whatever all i'm all i am qualifying is with it is if what we have been told is 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 true and that's all there is to the story then that looks really bad that, that that reflects bad on them to have made that decision so let's just uh let's give pat or pat let's give jerry and jim the encouragement they need to go ahead and move on you know do something better with it so you know Anyway, uh, Mark, that's all the time we got for this week. Uh, You guys stick around uh, for the One Minute Pool Instructor and we'll be back after that with uh, the Bermans and Mr. Fleming.
4: Hi, I'm Scott Lee. And this is Randy G. And welcome to the One Minute Pool Instructor. Well, one minute, hardly enough time to cover this subject. <laughs> well, that's just a take on, on words there, Randy. Our segments are never one minute. <laughs> no, I know. You're, you're
5: windy, Scott. I
4: am. I'm am a talker.
5: So what do we got this, uh, this uh, segment?
4: Well, I, I'd like to uh, delve into uh, video analysis. How, why teach with video versus just go out there and tell them what's going on. And and for me, I mean, the obvious thing is that I can tell you all day long what you're doing, but it's you seeing yourself making those yeah, errors. That's more important. That really drives it home.
5: Well, how, how important is it to have the DVDs that are out there?
4: Um, well, you know, there's a ton of instructional DVDs out there these days from all manner of people. We have our own yes. uh, sets out there. Of course, Jerry Brice uh a Great. pool lesson yes. with Jerry Bryseth yeah. is one of the best resources out there. Uh, certainly, a lot of the pro players have put out their own versions of instructional videos. Some of them okay, some of them
5: okay. Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's all in in how you uh, present the information. the The mark of a good teacher is good communication skills and your ability to relate to your students.
5: Well, my my problem with watching a DVD is I can't ask the DVD a question.
4: No question. Same thing with a book.
5: Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, does it apply to me, or is it the author telling me what he's doing? Or, or it, it, it gets real vague in my brain of what information are they trying to convey to me. Now, I watch them all. You know that.
4: Yeah, of course. In Part of our job.
5: Yeah, I like them. But I've got a unique way maybe of... of uh, taking a look at each information and saying, yeah, yeah, that's what he's trying to do. Um, Is this good stuff, do you think? Does it really help a player?
4: Well, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it's like Jerry told us years and years ago that with any type of instructional material, a book, a video, um, there will be something of value there.
5: Yeah, you have to find it. You
4: have to find it. Yeah,
5: you have to find that golden nugget for sure.
4: And so there's more gold nuggets in some information out there yeah. than others. Yeah. And, uh, and boy,
5: when you get them, you keep them too.
4: Absolutely.
5: So, um I I guess we're we're just going to continue to get flooded with people's ideas of of how to play pool, and and I guess it's a good thing. Sure. I mean, it, I, it, it, don't there, you there's need... no
4: lack of opportunity to learn.
5: No, and and the normal human being smart enough to understand the the difference between good information and, yeah. and maybe and there's
4: I mean not only just uh, uh, DVDs but there's also uh, YouTube videos. Well, they, they scare me. Well, you know, let's take Tor Lowry as an oh, example. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. He he, he uh, his stuff is downloadable and yeah, it is good stuff. Um, again,
5: it's his idea.
4: Some people really take to that. Others, it's uh, it's a little uh, offsetting because he, he likes to do real high repetition. Um, we're more uh, geared to reduced repetition and more quality in how you oh, yeah. deliver the Five perfect is
5: a heck of a lot better than 500
4: or no brainers. Or 2,000.
5: Oh, yeah, hit a million bones. Yeah. So, okay, so um, learning I, from DVDs and books is, is okay. It is. Maybe 50%, uh, that's how, a percentage I'd put on it.
4: You know what I do is uh, I would. Uh, watch any information whether it's online or on a DVD or in a book and then I would go to a professional instructor and help them interpret, help them help me interpret interpret that information and see how it applies to me.
5: Yeah, you never know when there's a a golden nugget or or something else in there that's for sure, especially if you're really in a learning mode.
4: Yeah, and you have to be because uh, if you are not open to taking in something new because you already know something else oh, is yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to learn anything new. No, it's impossible. And, isn't that what we say? Dump yeah. your cup out when you come and, to pool school. Em-
5: empty your cup and so leave you your can, ego at the door. Yeah,
4: so you can learn something new. All right. Well, next time let's let's actually talk about what we do. Yeah, you you as and I have been the SPF, instru- the SPF okay. instructors.
5: All right, this is Randy Jean
4: And this is Scott Lee, and thanks for listening to the one minute pool instructor.
0: Okay, everybody, uh, welcome back. I am talking with uh, Mr. Pat Fleming of AccuStats. Um, welcome back to the show, Pat. I um, I wish it, it were under a little bit better of circumstances that we were having this chat, but uh, how are you?
2: I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, Barry Berman had the service yesterday, and uh, I guess it was over 300 people there, and it was it was a great celebration.
0: Good, good. That's that's good to hear. Um, you know, he had a huge impact on uh, the, the pool world for the last 40 years, you know. so <laughs> Needless to say, yeah, yes, indeed. It's, it's true. Yeah. Uh, so here in, in uh, you know, in the aftermath, I guess, of um, his passing, we are faced with the question, uh, what becomes of the U.S. Open? So um, maybe right. you can share a little bit of that insight with us.
2: Okay. Uh, Last year, of course, uh, my duties were to collect entry fees, to collect sponsor money, to collect ticket sales, etc., to to get the $75,000 in added money. Uh, And then, of course, I had to pay out that money in prize money. So that was done last year and then barry made the announcement that uh, he was retiring and he wanted me to
0: right, right
2: handle the whole show be the producer meaning not only take care of the money but hire the staff for the event itself sure. um make arrangements for risers and make a, have a contract with the hotel and uh make sure everything is in order and then of course while the event is going on to oversee the event to make sure it's run smoothly
0: right right
5: right
2: and uh, of course then uh unfortunately barry got ill and he was in uh, the hospital for a couple of months and early on he was basically in a coma and then he came out of that and started to speak and then I uh, had relapses. Um, I went down to Virginia to sign a contract with a hotel and went to the hospital and saw Barry. And he was uh, nonstop talking, although <laughs> haltingly, yeah, uh, about yeah. the U.S. Open. I mean, that was his life. Sure. He just loved the, mm. the U.S. Open. And um, and so everything is on track even before his passing, uh, so everything is is on track now after his passing
0: okay, okay, so then i mean the the short answer is that the event is gonna go on still right
2: that of course it is
0: yeah.
5: okay.
2: we have a signed contract uh, with the hotel, so we're committed okay. Uh, okay there will be an event this year, and the hotel wants us uh, for more years.
0: Okay. Well, very good. That's good. Uh, has um, um, you know, I I don't mean to make it awkward for anybody, but uh, who whose event is it now? You know.
2: Okay, the kids, uh, uh, Brady and Shannon, own the tournament. Okay, they were his children. Sure. And um, they signed off uh an agreement with me uh to run the event so
0: okay that's okay. how it stands okay so and then the event will stay in the family and uh you'll obviously still be on board and sounds like from what you said that the hotel is still have it happy to have you so that's fantastic news
2: that's correct yes and so we're that's looking good. forward to you know, an event where Barry, unfortunately, for the last dozen years or so, really lost money. Yeah. And if anyone else was the producer of that event, they would have quit. <laughs> and they would have said, this is done, I'm done, and there would not be 40 years of the U.S. Open. So right. you got to give him a lot of credit because yeah. despite his problems that he had right. uh, after 9-11 and after a hurricane where... You know, revenues dropped tremendously. Uh, He still came up with the money eventually Mm -hmm. and had promised uh, even more money and added, which was hard to believe. But he would do it. He just loved it, expected it. Mm -hmm. And he uh, anticipated that he would raise the money. Uh, But if he didn't, if it was somebody else, they would have said, this is crazy. I'm not losing money again this year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It would have been a 30-year has-been uh, uh, Yeah, so that's right, that's right. He deserves it all for it, to keep it going.
0: That's true, that's true. Even in the face of, uh, like you said, uh, losing money and criticism mm-hmm. and everything else, you know, he just, exactly it, it was like it didn't matter. He just kept doing it anyway, you know, and that's... I
2: mean, I know my personality, if I was there and, i was getting the criticism that he was i would have been hiding in a hole <laughs> you know, that's my style you know yeah no i, hear I you. Just can't handle it
0: <laughs> i understand well not just that but but you know if you had thrown the event for that many years in a row and and looked at how much money was was you know just going out the door heck that might be like you said that probably would have been enough to scare away most anybody else you know so. exactly so exactly. we cannot deny him, uh, you know, the passion that he, that he had for that. That's that's, that's right. a fact. Well, that's like Mike I said. The
2: only one that could do it. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's you know, that's a good point, Pat. You know, it, it's funny, it, it's sad, but it's funny. Uh, a couple of years back, uh, when he was having some of these financial difficulties, you know, there were people saying, "Oh, you know, give it up and give it to somebody else. Let somebody take it over." And 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 we thought out loud, well, who in the world would even be qualified, you know, to to deal with something of that magnitude in this particular business? And I can't really think of too many people, if any, that would not only want to, but actually were, were good enough at it to pull it all off, you know, for 40 years in a row, so, yeah. Well, he found one that
2: wanted to. We'll know if he could pull it off. <laughs> Well, the response has been tremendous from everyone I've seen at trade shows and and even this week, uh, yeah. you know, very uh, excited about having the U.S. Open turn around yeah. and yeah. Uh, be a great event again.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, it should be, you know, it, I, it's been around long enough to the point of endearment, you know, it's something, like you said, people expect it. They want it to happen, so uh, I think that by and large, everybody's going to be supportive of it. You know, it, this is—it's uh, an unfortunate, but it should be a good type of turning point in things for the event. So, let's well, just. It better
2: yeah. be because you <laughs> <laughs> can't go on losing money. But I'm optimistic. Uh, I so
0: really am. Pat doesn't want to lose his shorts for the next forty years. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, we don't want to do that. That wouldn't be any fun. Right. So, well, Pat, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. And um, let me speak. Well, let
2: me just add one thing. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Probably had some questions in their mind. Mm-hmm. Last year we had a full field of 128 at a thousand dollars a piece. Okay. And we had a waiting list. Wow. And because of that, uh, we decided on increasing the field by 32. So now it's going to be 160 players.
0: Oh, okay. Cool.
2: Okay. But being 160 players, there's more matches. Yes. That required us to bring two more tables in and add one day.
5: Yes. Okay.
2: Uh, For anybody that's interested in a variety of things, if they want seating, they can go to accustats.com. If they want to reserve hotel rooms. They can go to acustats.com. Good. If they want to enter the event as a contestant, they can go to AccuStats.com, and in each of those cases, there's a link to uh, guide them easily.
0: Okay, excellent. Yeah. Thank you for spitting that out. All I didn't right? mean to. I didn't mean to 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 diss the phone call that soon. No, we <laughs> certainly want all them to know that information. That's yeah. absolutely I right.
2: Most people would want to know that part. Yes, and there's. There is seventy-five thousand in added money for okay. those contestants. Okay, uh, that's so excellent. a lot of money. It's a tier two event. Tier we expect two. a lot of foreign players. Very good. And uh, we expect it to have uh, at least the uh, the field that we had last year.
0: Excellent. That's good. Well, I'm excited for you. I mean, that's that's good stuff. you got your work cut out for you? That's for sure. Oh
2: yeah, it's a full-time <laughs> job.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, good. That's a good kind of a problem to have, I think, you know. Uh The pool world needs it. Uh So then now let me thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, My pleasure, David. uh, I appreciate it. And um, let me say uh, on behalf of uh, all the pool players out there and the fans, we certainly appreciate your willingness uh, to step up and what you have done so far, and we hope that you continue to do that for us. All right. Thank you very much. All right. You have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon, Pat. Thank you, David. Bye.
3: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of American Billiard Radio. I'm Mike Howerton. I have two special guests today. Uh, I'm joined by Barry Berman's son and daughter, Brady and Shannon Paschal. Uh, welcome to the show, to the both of you.
6: Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having
3: us. Yeah, thank you very much, Mike. Um, of course, having spoke to Brady over the last couple of months, this is something that's been going on for a while, but it was still a, a huge shock. Um, Shannon, can you can you fill people in on the last three months? I mean, what, what happened and, and where were things prior to this? No
6: problem. Um, about three months ago, Bob was supposed to come to work here at Tmasters Masters, and he didn't show up, so the police here were concerned, so they came by his house, and they noticed that he was laying on the floor. So they immediately called 911, took him to the hospital, and they found that he had MRSA-induced pneumonia, and then that turned into septic shock, and it was a battle back and forth between ICU and then he went to a unit called the HER unit, which is an extensive care unit, and he stayed there for a few weeks. you we got to spend some great time with him there and talk to him. And then he went then he went um, to the top, to turn for the worst and went back to the ICU about three weeks ago. And he had internal bleeding. And that is what finally, you know, results you really are today.
3: So he had been in the hospital for the last three months.
6: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And... It didn't seem like there was anything they could do to help or
6: No, they tried him on many different antibiotics. Um, but MRSA is a antibiotic persistent infection. So they kept trying different ones. Ultimately they were able to get the MRSA under control and then his body hadn't septic and it caused damage to some of his organs. So his kidneys were failing and other parts of his other organs were failing. And his um, respiration and he wasn't able to breathe out own for the last Two weeks he had been on a respirator so
7: that's <clears throat> what happened there but we we were very fortunate that we had an extra three or four weeks where he was lucid you know he didn't have all his mobility obviously he was still you know in the bed but we had three or four extra weeks with dad that you know, he, you
2: know
7: god willing you know he, he gave us that extra time uh, and we're certainly fortunate to, to, to have had that extra time with him he turned 70 April 1st, and, you know, he always made jokes about, you know, April Fool's and so forth, but Dad was no fool, you know, he, he worked very hard, <clears throat> he loved the sport, he loved everybody uh, within the sport, the industry, and, you know, we, we got to spend, again, you know, quality time with him, um, talking about all the accomplishments, you know, he, he's, he's had, and and he wants to make sure that things are going to continue and, you know, the day-to-day operations of his Q master billiards. Um, so we got a lot of quality time with him and, and you know, it's certainly a miracle that, that we had that, right?
3: And the tournament's been going on for 40 years. I mean, for the both of you growing up, pool has to have been a part of your lives since as far back as you can remember, hasn't it? yeah i i was actually conceived on a uh on a brunswick uh, gold crown and and dad
7: was always proud to to tell people that uh, obviously you know with that you know it's it definitely you know it, it's in my blood um, dad raised me and and i've been through through a lot with, with my father and you know as you know worked for him for decades and and um so absolutely you know the, i know how much you know pool means uh, pool meant to my father I know how much the industry meant um, you know to my father
6: um, and
7: vice versa right so you know Shannon and I have both you know worked you know decades here and there with dad and um, you know we're very aware right? like <clears throat> in my eulogy and you know I'll be happy to to read that um, to you now Mike if you like but, but you know I ta- I mentioned a, a something he told me several weeks ago when we spoke on the phone. and um, If if it's okay with you and your listeners, I'd like to read the eulogy that, that I presented at the, at the funeral. Sure. Um, would that be okay with you?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
7: <clears throat> right, hopefully I won't get too choked up here. But Dad, you raised me, and though you've now moved into the next chapter of your life, peacefully, surrounded by your loved ones and lifelong friends, Your journey continues. And I asked everybody, and I I said, Dad, look around. And there was probably over 500 people at the funeral. And And we all kind of took a second and took it all in. And I continued, Your hard work, determination, love, and caring in your every moment will forever be remembered and cherished by all of us. You will live on in all of us. Many months ago, before you got sick, you asked me, You asked me on a scale of 1 to 10, how would I have rated you as a father? How do I rate you as a father? I said, well, Dad, it goes like this. We all know you love the ladies. You rated the ladies, not in a a demeaning way, but in a way that you could picture in your mind or a way that you could talk about. You'd say she was an 8.5, she's a 7.5, and I'd say, no, Dad. He's a 10. Maybe my standards might have been a little lower. And you'd say, Dad, you'd say, Brady, there's no such thing as a 10. So with that, Dad, you were a 9.999. Something to be proud of. And so many factors play into that. And thankfully, I had the chance to tell you, you made me the man I am today. And I have no regret. And no, you don't either. I'm so proud of all you accomplished. I'm proud of the wins you won, the wrongs you righted, the losses you turned around, and the losses you took like a man. You raised me well, taught me right from wrong, taught me to be a gentleman, and I will continue to make make you proud until we meet again. Thank you for everything you did for me to shape me into the man I am today. Dad, 9.999. And trust me, I've crunched the numbers, and I'm living proof and justification of your hard work. I will be forever grateful, and you know that. Gone, but certainly will never forget you. You will continue to live on. I love you. A few weeks ago, we also talked, and you said, You nor Shannon know everything, but between the two of you, there's nothing you don't know. The fruit of your labor, Shannon and I will both continue your legacy and again, rest knowing that you and your hard work will live on. We will see to it. With a little help from you, obviously, your friends, your loyal customers, and the industry you loved, You live and breathe. Pool and billiard industry. And then we went on to his song. and His song was My Way by Frank Sinatra. And it's such a an amazing song when, you know, for those that know dad, and if you, you know, really carefully listen to the words, um, it's, a, it's an amazing song that really does <clears throat> talk about the ups and downs of life, of life, you know, the love, the losses, the whole nine yards. Um, so we, we ended it with uh, My Way by Frank Sinatra, um, and then uh, we had a chance to have Mike Pinoza uh, join us from Faith Digest. And also, uh, give us a, a, a eulogy. But you know, with that said, you know, again, Shannon and I are working very hard. <clears throat> We've been working very closely for the past three months since everything has happened. I dropped everything uh, in, in Charlottesville and and came down to Virginia Beach and have spent you know probably a good three quarters of the last three months here side by side with my sister. We've grown closer and uh, and it's and it's been amazing you know dad dad had a, had his ways of, of bringing the family together and, and we're all here together you know working for the, the greater good right and that greater good um, you know obviously' is our families um, but but also the extended family of the billiard community that, that dad loved <clears throat> and strived in every day <clears throat> to, to be better in to be, you know, to offer more, to do more, and, and really, again, you know, cherish those moments that he had with the big industry, but ensure that his legacy really is going to continue, and we're going see to, see to see to that. And we're very excited that Pat Fleming is going to be managing and, and producing the U.S. Open this year, and hopefully many years into the future. Um, that was Dad's wishes, and, and, and Dad and Pat got to speak. Um, about a month ago, Pat came to uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and, and saw Dad, and and we've been in close contact <clears throat> with Pat um, throughout the, throughout the time, obviously, and and we're very excited, you know, about the 41st annual U.S. Open. Dad did an amazing job for 40 years, and we want to make sure that continues for another 100 years, or you know, as long as we can take it, you know, through the family and through the the industry, <clears throat> and, and make sure that that things are done correctly. <clears throat> I'm very excited that, that, you know, I think over 30 people have, have signed up for the U.S. Open so far. Uh, 50,000 first place it's, it's great. And, and Dad and Pat work methodically to, to make sure that, you know, things are, are, are going to go really well this year. And, and, again, you can't think, you know, you, might, you know, you've been an instrumental part of my life as well. I've known you for a long time. Uh, the entire industry. Everybody's been so supportive uh, throughout these past three months. We, you know, we've been doing updates as often as we can, uh, and the outpouring from the community has just been amazing. And, and we really do know what the industry and or how the industry feels about that, and how the industry feels about the U.S. Open, and how the you know the people here locally in, in Virginia Beach and and all over the, and all over the world really feel about. Master Billiards. So we're going to continue things on, and you know, again, we're really excited for the future. And it's going to be a tough U.S. Open this year, but I feel it's probably going to be probably going to be one of the, the largest U.S. Opens ever. Um, I, I feel that in my gut, and, and trust my gut, just as Dad has done in, in, in his life. And, you know that think, You know, <clears throat> you know. Again, we're really just all very excited about the future. Um, you know, it's been a tough three months for, for everybody, the industry, the family. Um, and, you know, we've, we cherish our father, Shannon and I, um, we know that the industry loves, you know, loves our dad, Barry and, and loves that, you know, everything that he did for, for the sport and no way, shape or form, we're going to, we're going to let anything happen. So we're very excited for the future and, you know, under the circumstances, we're, we're doing all we can to to to, to ensure continuity and ensure that, that you know, all the customers, the fans, the players, everybody knows that the show must go on. Dad always said, the show's, show's got to go on.
3: Well, I mean, certainly you couldn't have chosen someone better than Pat to to take the reins of the tournament for as long as he's willing to run it i mean last year had to had to really show how successful the tournament could be with with pat doing what he did um now my partner on the show dave is doing an interview with pat today but you say that you've spoke to pat uh has he made any comments about this year uh any plans any worries <laughs> yep.
7: No, he's he's very excited man. and we're gonna help him to succeed. We're gonna do everything we can um to, to help him to succeed and we know he will succeed. Um
4: you know, he's
7: he's been involved with dad in the US Open for many decades, or so maybe three, almost three decades, I think Aki Stats <clears throat> I think believe got their start at the US Open many, many eons ago. He's you know, he's he's worked side by side with dad. He's fully capable. And, and we know that he's going to do a great job, and we know that the fans are going to be very excited.
3: Other than the U.S. Open, there's Q Masters. So, what's going to happen yeah. with Q Masters?
7: Yeah. So Shannon and I are, are taking things over. Actually,
6: in Dad's office
7: right now. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. We've we've kind of carved out our space in here and got it all looking good and. You know, it's 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 awesome being in this office. He's got he literally he literally has over a hundred framed pictures, and it's all family. And when I say family, not just us. It's it's you know, it's the bigger community. It's it's, it's all family, and and I feel like we all are family. We are all are in this together. We all are struggling with this particular situation, obviously, but we all want the greater good, and we all want pool to prevail <clears throat> excuse me we all want you know things to go on so shannon and i have you know getting back to, to working together we've been you know day by day you know over the past three months um working very hard and, and being prepared along the way so you know it didn't just <clears throat> fall in our lap you know a week ago and and we are like you know here what are we going to do now we've you know we've we, we know, we, thankfully, we have people that have been helping us and um, getting everything organized. And, and we know the business, right? We know the business, business very well. Um, just as Dad mentioned, you know, neither one of us know it all, but between the two of us, we know everything. So, you know, we, everything will continue.
3: Certainly, you have, you have months to, to work out the details, but I'm assuming there will be some kind of a remembrance at the U.S. Open?
7: Absolutely, and I'm sure, you know, we, we were talking to Pat about that yesterday um, at the uh, Celebration of Life for, for Dad. Uh, absolutely, I'm sure that the U.S. Open will be dedicated to to, to Barry Berman, and, um, and you know, it's going to be an emotional event, but it's going to be, again, I think an exciting time. Um, you know, the the, the song brings a lot of solitude, but uh, I think the, the fans and the the players and you know the again the outpouring support brings so much more solitude to, to the table um you know it's going to be a, it's going to be an amazing year it's going to be an amazing year
3: well you're right uh you and I you and I've worked together for years and and while I haven't worked with Shannon for nearly as as long as I have you um I think between the tournament and the pool room and and between the two of you and Pat, I think everything is in really good hands. Um, Brady, I don't remember where we were when you told a story about the moment that it dawned on you, just how important your dad was in the pool world. You remember the story I'm thinking of?
7: Yeah, I think that I was when I was i think twelve or thirteen years old. Um, I think, uh, my dad took me to the straight pool, uh, championship in New York city. And it was a huge crowd there. And this is, I guess, 25, 26 years ago now, but it was, it was, you know, like I knew dad was a local legacy and I knew dad was a local, you know, man of action around the town, obviously, but I, I, I didn't quite understand the magnitude what dad's hard work, what, what he was doing, right? So, um, you know, I've, I've always, you know, been privy to to being around dad and, and, and through all his conversations and, you know, I got dad, I have dad's work ethic and and, and dad was always very working diligently. Um, when we talk again about the two of us, Shannon and I, working together, you know, dad kept a his Bible every year. He had a new a new book every year for every U.S. Open with all the notes, the speeches, the thank yous, the things to do. We have every one of those, and we're studying them, believe us. We, we're studying those, and, and we want to make sure that, that, you know, obviously it's going to be a big change this year for the Open, but we want to make sure, again, that there's continuity. We want to make sure that everybody within the sport, knows that we have our hearts into this and that we are not going to let our father down. And we are going to work hard to make sure that that everybody is is satisfied and and as happy as possible that the U.S. Open is continuing and the U.S. Open will continue
3: for as long as we can. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing both of you this year at the Open. Absolutely.
6: Thank you. Thank you.
3: And, um, you know, I've already expressed it, if there's anything that we can do at, at AZ Billiards or anything we can do at American Billiard Radio to, to help with the transition or, or anything else that you guys have, uh, you know that you've got our assistance. Um, I thank you guys for taking some time out of your day. I know it's been a, a, certainly a hectic week, and hopefully things get easier um, as, mm-hmm. as the, the weeks move forward. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having us. Thank and, you, Mike. And,
7: again, and again, I really want to just, just stress you know, how, how thankful we are that the entire Billiard community has, has reached out to, 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 to Shannon and I, shared their love, shared their stories. We're so happy that many from the industry, including Shane Van Boning and Johnny Archer and Darren Appleton, uh, obviously Pat Fleming, Ivan Lee and Simonis, Many, many people came to the to the funeral and to the celebration of, of Dad's life. I don't know if uh, you saw it on Facebook, but we actually did a little shotgun break for Dad. And uh, I had everybody rack up. All the, you know, everybody, was, we had all the balls out on the table. I had everybody rack up, nine ball, and we did a countdown. And, and we broke them all after three seconds, and the crowd went wild. So... It was an amazing celebration of Dad. He will be deeply missed by us and and, and the extended family. You, Mike, the, the entire billiard community. Uh, but you know, please know that that we're going to work hard and and trust that we're going to do everything that we can uh, to to ensure that the U.S. Open continues on forever. I, you know, one one more last thing. I I read. Dad wrote a lot, as you know. He wrote letters and. Um, there was a letter where he you know he have to live to, to see the 50th annual you know we're, we're I guess 10 years away from that but he'll be there he'll be there and and you know again you know we're, we're excited about the future and you know with new energy and and and, and the support from, from everybody we know that we'll get there again thank you so much for, for having us on tonight thank you to the bigger community for 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 your outpouring of support, we can't can't thank you enough. Um, And I know that Dad loves each and every one of you. Through thick and thin, Dad loves all of you. He loves the sport. And we're going to do everything we can to ensure continuity. All
3: right, very well said. All right, everybody, that's it for my part of American Billiard Radio this week. I want to thank Brady and Shannon for... Uh, coming on the show this week and we will have something else for you next week thanks everybody